Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. Here we are once again. You know, we are honored and truly privileged to have all of you seekers and mystics and keepers of the flame Joining us on the Open Door Radio Show, which we love doing every week for you, and this is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse where we publish, promote, and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. I'm Sid Bennett. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. You know, today we are amazingly at part nine. Isn't that wonderful? Oh, this Enlightenment Masterclass has really been a revelation for all of us. It, we, we kind of view it as the handbook for the Aquarian Age, and it's one of those wonderful resources and manuals that you can have with you all the time. It's based on a book called The Corona Class Lessons, and it's Jesus and Kutumi who share and kind of tag team some wonderful lessons about life, about the preparation for the ascension, about fellowship, discipleship, service. Oh, man, I mean, everything. It's, there's 48 just beautiful kernels of, of timeless wisdom here. And this book is available, by the way. Uh, if you wanted to get a copy of it, you could do so on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. The bookstore here, tsl.org slash bookstore, you can find it. Master Class is the code we're using. Anyway, uh, we are just very privileged and happy to be bringing this to you. And today, it's kind of we're kind of graduating. The, the first eight parts of this series have been based primarily on understanding preparation for living a life of service, of being in union with God, and basically preparing for, essentially, our soul's immortality and our ascension. But there's a time for study, there's a time for preparation, there's a time for analysis, and there's a time for doing. And we've reached that point where it's time to do. This is where the rubber meets the road, as we like to say. (laughs) So, gentlemen, I'll just throw this out to you. At what point do we stop studying and start doing? Well, never. (laughs) (laughs) I rephrase that we never stop studying we always keep doing Um, and there's a balance on the path a yin and a yang and you know there's I think of one uh, group that at one point was sponsored by the Ascended Masters from the 19th century and some of the members of that group today have gotten into what I would determine very much a mental body exercise. In other words, debating the quote-unquote fine points of the law. How many angels could there fit on a head of a pin? And, you know, when there's hungry people in the world and people suffering injustice and so forth, those kind of topics may not be the best user for energy. So, yes, there is a time for study. There's a time for introspection. There's a time for all these things. But there's a time when we must come up and put into practice those things that we have learned. Yeah, well, there's you know there's these rungs of the ladder. In other words, you, when you go through uh, grade school and on through twelfth grade, you graduate and you go to the next rung, and then you go on to higher learning and you graduate and you go on to the next rung, which is life. And so it's the same thing with spirituality. You know, we've got these various levels that we need to keep always moving upward toward. You know, I think one thing that I've learned after a long time on the path is that you know I used to have preconceptions about what I thought the spiritual path was, how things worked. And I won't say I was 100% wrong, but I was pretty close in some areas. <laughs> and I think when you study these teachings, you, you you are challenged in how you approach and think of things because they're different. And it can be a very simple thing to bring you sort of into alignment 
with the true teachings of the Ascended Masters yeah. of Jesus. It's just a matter of, of studying it and knowing it. And then when you go out to put things into action, you know, you're not making errors. Even good intentions are wonderful, and we talked about that in the show. But if you're not doing the right thing, it's kind of counterproductive in some ways. Well, you know, I, sorry to interrupt you, Sid, but I think you said something at the beginning here that we always continue to study. We always continue to apply. The Masters have even said, and very very seriously that you never stop making application for your ascension until the moment you ascend so you're constantly being diligent being aware you're you're constantly seeking greater illumination but i think that as we have spoken many times in this program that this is a path of self-mastery and self-mastery is an ongoing process right and, and by the way the masters continue to learn and grow i was just going to say their ascension doesn't mean they stop growing because even god transcends god transcends himself through so it's infinite the growth is infinite which yeah it's pretty amazing yeah, well, I think that we all, we've all known students, perpetual students in our lives, you know, those that continue to go back to school for another class, another unit, another something or other, constantly seeking what they don't seem to be able to find, or if they find it, they don't know how to apply it. And I think that the masters tell us many times to get underneath our psychology, understand who we are, how we operate, what drives us, what motivates us, what is maybe standing in, standing in our way. So when we get to this point of, okay, I have to be a humble student, I will be this for the rest of my life. At the same time, there's a place where I have to do with what I've learned. I've got to apply what I've learned because I need to be an example of the emerging Christ to others, my brothers and sisters. Right, exactly. What are, what are you doing in your life that magnetizes people to the spiritual path? Yeah. There are other things, outer things, but more often it's the inner things that are going on. People will take a soul reading of you when they shake your hand, when they meet you. They may not be aware of it in their outer consciousness, but the stand you take, the, the devotion, these things that you have, they know at some level you're different. Yeah. And if they don't want that, they're going to stay clear of you. But <laughs> most people do want that. They do, And yeah. so they, there's something about you. Tell me. Tell me. What do you do? How do you live? What do you think? You know? yeah, I want to see what he has. Yeah. <laughs> and I, when I first found these teachings, and I, I used to go to the, some services and so forth. I said, wow, they've got something. I, I, wanna, I want that, whatever it is, you know, and... It was an incentive. So we live our, live our lives so that people will honor God. Yeah. Um, and you can't do that staying in your room every night. No. You know, when, as I was preparing for the show, came across a paragraph in one of the dictations, or rather one of the lectures that said, at some point we have to give our souls a break from relentless, from relentless self-examination. Ah. And I started thinking about that, you know, that, that we, we almost torture our souls in a way to force the issue, storming heaven, if you will, some, something about this process that can have a relentless quality because we're so determined to succeed and to claim our victory. But at some point, we've got to kind of, okay, time out, take a break. I'm not quitting. I'm not going away. I'm, this is just a moment of meditative pause. <laughs> you know? And, you know, there's, uh, there's something about um, also people maybe have a tendency to think, well, I don't know quite enough about the teachings to be able to go ahead and pass it forth but the thing of it is your soul will be absorbing those things which are unique to whatever your service is supposed to be and so you'll have you'll have your own way of expressing you know and basically if you just rely on the heart uh, like I'm not a I'm not a Bible scholar you know and so I don't quote scripture but I've got an idea of what people may need to hear, you know, sure, just yeah. from my own experiences and, and, and the joy that I've seen uh, in being on this path. I think the other thing that sometimes students on the path, one of the mistakes they make is they give too much too soon to people. 
In other oh. words, someone shows a slight interest and you inundate them <laughs> with every single thing, you know, that, that you can think of. And, you know, you have to True. give them piecemeal, so to speak. You give them what they can handle. That takes attunement and prayer. What is what the soul need? Maybe it's just to talk about reincarnation. Have you ever thought about reincarnation? Yeah. And, you know, I did that with a lady of the doctor's office recently. And um, I said, is this hard for me to talk about this? She says, no. She said, I think it's really interesting. And at a later visit, she says, you know, I haven't forgotten our talk that day. I've really been thinking about it. So you don't overwhelm them. I mean, you respect yeah. where they are. God respects where they are. But sharing the teachings is the guide to eternal youth. Mr. Prophet said that to my wife and I. Once you want to stay young, share the teachings. Sure. And But without overwhelming people. Or, you know, people that have an interest and you respect where they're at, you know. I mean, I had the Jehovah's Witnesses come in my driveway the other day, drive right up and come out and share things. And, um, you know, that's God bless you. You know, they're in, they're in what they believe and do that. So we right. be respectful of people where they are. But you have that awareness. Of two, you never know who that one little slight word or, or action. I talked to somebody about karma recently in mm-hmm. a, you know, in a situation that was not the spiritual, but they immediately knew what karma was. Yeah, so, so you, can, you know, God will bring you those people. That you uh, can share something with. You know, and, and sometimes, too, the people that come may on the surface seem simple and perhaps unassuming in their spirituality, and yet they may have something for us, too. I mean, the, the gift goes both ways. You know, I, I yeah, think, too, right. of a, a dictation many years ago Lord Maitre gave about people sharing the teachings. And you get in your mind, well, this person, I know that person needs these teachings, you know, or that person, <laughs> this person. And he kind of tells a human a story about the guy that comes to repair the refrigerator in his house. <laughs> and they casually get a talk, or somebody else to get a talk on it. This was the guy that Lord Maitreya wanted to get the teaching. It was a refrigerator repairman. <laughs> so, um, anyway, it's exciting to share without overwhelming people yeah. what has made a difference to you. People, even if they don't agree with you, if it comes from your heart, they'll feel it. And, yeah. and you know, that's what we try to do with, <clears throat> excuse me, with this radio show, you know, not make it too, too hard to absorb and just... Uh, uh, that's why this is so much fun. Well, you know, th- th- there is a, a really simple formula that I've come across in many different venues, and it is simply this. Learn, do, teach. Oh, yeah. If you want to solidify what you know, you teach it. And you teach it in a way, of course, that people are willing to hear it and understand it. You don't force it on them. But as we talked about at the beginning of the show, is that we've gone through a phase. We continue to go through these phases of learning. It never stops. But the doing part is where we get put it into action, where the rubber meets the road. But then at some point, we get to teach. Right. And it's, if you've had that experience or something that can, people can relate to, you know, as, as most of you know, I'm a minister and I periodically do sermons. And I guarantee you, whatever I'm talking about in that sermon, I'm tested on. I mean, there is no question about it <laughs> at a level. In other words, I think God is saying, yeah, you can get up there and talk about these things, but you better have been demonstrated some level of mastery in these if you expect people to really hear what you have to say. I think it happens right here in the studio. Yeah. I mean, I know for me personally, it's been like that every time. There's a, a point at which I have to realize, oh my gosh, this is very meaningful to me on a very personal level, and it's something that I have to really understand at least the best of my ability before I can actually say anything about it. But, you know, you don't have to have every answer. Not every answer, but you have to be just prepared to be aware of the question. Yeah. You know, and the question many times is the ones we've said from the beginning, who am I? Yeah. Where am I going? How do I get there? You know, just why am I here? Those are the kinds of things that keep us humble, I think, at least for me. Yeah, and I think I always think of this one teaching that the great divine director gave me. He said, for some people, if they can absorb one new idea in a lifetime, that lifetime is a success. Oh my God. Then there are other people who are just waiting for these teachings and will 
jump in with both feet and make their ascension because someone brings it to them. You yeah, know, like for instance, I, I've, I've known people on the past here where uh, a number of years ago we would have a three-month uh, Summit University course that we oh, could yeah. attend. And so after coming out of three months or 12 weeks of that, it, it really knocks you up a few levels, you know. But by the same token, I've seen people that are fresh on the path <clears throat> Excuse me, and it's like they've had two or three levels of of three months summit universities, you know, and boom, they just take they're taking off, you know. Well, how many times have we spoken about the reality that the path we've all been on to make it to this level of opportunity, maybe thousands of lifetimes in, yeah. in the making? Right, now. right. So they're just like you say, Sid. They're just ready. And I think that when and you know in another segment, hopefully we can get into this fact that. You know, procrastination, as one of the masters said, is the death of the chila or the student. In other words, to keep putting off, putting off, putting off. Well, we some of us have put things off for literally thousands of years. Right. And now's the time. You know, as they, now is the day, acceptable day of salvation, so to speak. <laughs> Indeed, it Here's is. Here's the truth. What are you going to do with it? Well, um, when we come back, we're going to take a short break right now. But when we come back, we'll listen to the first of two lecture excerpts that Mrs. Prophet gave on the subject of doing, a time for doing, that are very uh, insightful because uh, she talks about the fact that we have to let go of that relentless study. Self-examination is a point where it has to <laughs> kind of give way to doing. So please stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. 
Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thank you very much for staying with us. Today on The Open Door, we are digging deeper into the Enlightenment Masterclass with Part 9, which we're titling A Time for Doing. I just want to kind of go back um, for just a moment or two here to kind of recap where we've come so far. Because we've looked at the process of enlightenment and what we're calling this Masterclass based on the Chronoclass lessons. And we've... We've, 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 we've covered the fundamental body of teachings that we are basically referring to as a handbook for the Aquarian age and what it takes for us to be in service, to teach others the way. We've underscored the importance of discernment. Uh, we've looked at opposition to the truth, for, for example, the opposition to the idea of the personal Christ and universal Christhood. Um, we've looked at life as a divine opportunity because we are constantly using God's energy to, to create you know, every thought, word, and deed. Uh, we've talked about our soul's deep desire to return to our original home in God's heart, which is the ultimate goal of, the, of life, which is the ascension. Uh, we've addressed the calling, you know, that point in our lives when we knew we had been summoned to a higher path. We've stressed the necessity of self-mastery and overcoming the world to achieve the immortality that our souls yearn for. And this is clearly a pattern of elimination and preparation. And at some point, we have to do. So this first lecture excerpt is uh, from a lecture on this topic of time for doing from Elizabeth Clare Prophet. She talks about freedom, that this the choice we make to study, to come up higher, and to do, it's ultimately a source and the keystone for our freedom. Here's more. There are times for self-examination, and there are times to let oneself absolutely flow into the next and higher matrix through action. And I would say that one-tenth of one's time spent on the review of one's action is ample and perhaps at times too great. And of course, the more you resolve by resolving oneself as well as pursuing a life of service, the less time you should be spending on observing what you would consider to be your human faults or limitations. So we must have this in perspective and we must realize that over self-concern is a problem of selfishness and self-love on the 10 o'clock line and it deprives us from giving love to others and from losing ourselves, which is a real good word, losing ourselves in service, which we must do. I find now and then that people are constantly self-absorbed in analyzing why they're doing what they're doing according to the cosmic clock or their astrology or this or that energy that is coming upon them or projections or this or that until to hear such people speak from morning till night you think that they are definitely a mental case because everything in their life has to do with someone's energy, someone's consciousness, this opposition, this astrological factor, this point on the cosmic clock, and they don't even stop long enough to listen to the evening news, find out what other people's problems are, give the violet flame, get joyous, and forget yourself. We're all imperfect, okay? We all know that, so let's get that one over with. Let's get on with the business of living and having our eye on the goal of perfection and not on the whole of self, on that proverbial hole in the donut. 
I think it's very important for people on the path to be healthy, mentally healthy, emotionally healthy, psychologically healthy, and I think it's very important that you do not take other people apart as well, whom you meet, and decide what and who they are and size them up and have them dissected and put back together again, because you cannot know what the other person is. It is very difficult to judge. You shouldn't try. It's a losing battle. It's disturbing. You should rejoice in people, love them, love them to eternal life, not love them to death. Love people and rejoice that in every person is the opportunity to greet the Christ and move on. Your blessing and the power of your vision of the individual's godhood can be the very momentum that allows him to see his own fault or self-limitation and overcome it. Whereas your scrutiny, of course people can tell how you're looking at them if you're scrutinizing them, they can see that. It's very uncomfortable uh, to have that feeling that someone is giving you the once over, sizing you up as though you were on sale as a piece of meat or cattle, but people do that in life and we don't have to do it. We can love people for what they are, no matter who they are, and know that just above them is that higher self. They're ready to leap into it. And our love, our support, our right matrix can be just the lever that lets them take that little step, that little jump that locks them into a higher selfhood. We must give the soul rest. The soul needs rest. It does not need to continually be examined under a magnifying glass. We need to be free and relaxed, enjoy life, look at the sun, take in the breezes, and realize that life is beautiful here and now on this planet. And we are purveyors of the great flame of beauty. That's really what we're selling everyone in the teaching. We want to sell people the beauty of God and God in them. We rejoice that you have opened the door of your heart to the fullness of the Ascended Master's love and thus are helping to change the world's outer consciousness. Do you realize what a fantastic effect Francis Bacon alone had upon the world's outer consciousness? The father and founder of modern science inductive logic and all of the principles that have been applied by scientists and many who have discovered inventions. His concept of the new world, his concept of freedom, his concept of Pallas Athena, Saint Germain himself instituting within our constitution and government a principle of freedom that could not be departed from, that has made the American mind a unique mind on the face of the earth. We have a unique outlook for one another, for the defense of one another's rights, for a live and let live society. This is an amazing nation. People cannot explain it, but one can feel it. And we know that it is the endowment and the initiation of discipleship under the seventh age of Aquarius by the goddess of liberty. She is the great initiator of those who come to this soil. America is the Ascended Master's experiment in representative democracy. A Republican form of government where your Christ self is your representative before the court 
of your I am presence, of the sacred fire. You are represented by an expert, but you yourself have a vote. And according to your attunement with that expert, your Christ self, you vote for the highest that you can see that exalts individual freedom in every walk of life. There's about a hundred different things that we could talk about. Uh, did you notice the uh, about midway through there, uh, the there was a summation of the teachings, as in selling people the beauty of God, and God in them. I thought that was just remarkable. I hadn't even seen that until this moment. I don't know. I just kind of went right past me. The beauty of God. Oh my goodness! But that that's the essentials of the teaching. This is a part of the doingness. This is what we're doing. And you know, people will know if you have the joy of God within you. Oh yeah. They'll read that vibration in you. And as we've talked about in other shows, you know, joy is not dependent necessarily on outer conditions. It, joy is the nature of God. Beauty is the nature of God. And so as we participate in that beauty, as we experience it, as we feel it, then we open our eyes on the news or whatever and see all the pain and suffering on this planet. What can I do, God? They don't have the beauty. They yeah. may not have food on their table. It's hard for them to think about the beauty of God when they don't have enough food to eat. Indeed. And so this is what we're about, not just becoming this light and this teaching of our Holy Christ self, but by helping others, because that's what will change their lives. And yes, you can feed them, which is important, obviously, but give them the tools that they can explore and grow spiritually. We're told that the greatest number one vibration on this planet is hopelessness. People need to have hope. Well, they, don't, they can be anywhere on this planet and have hope in God. And that's what we're sharing. Yeah, it's wonderful. You think of Mother Teresa as just <laughs> surrendering anything else she may have wanted to do and just served. Indeed. Oh, you my know, gosh. There was another point I listened uh, for in this lecture where um, Mrs. Prophet said, we are represented by an expert. You know, <laughs> as, we're, as we're going through struggling, doing whatever we can do, Fortunately, in, in, the, in God's court as the flame, we're represented by an expert, our Christ self. Yeah. And so having that attunement, again, we don't go forth under the aegis of our human consciousness. Right. You know, that's a human good. Right. We have to go forth under the aegis of the sponsorship of our Christ self. Then it becomes a divine good. And we're, you know, it's not about us. It's not about us. It's about God manifesting in our life streams that can honor and serve God in other life streams. And we exalt freedom, as she said, in every walk of life and to everyone we meet. We have to have freedom because how can we ever be an ascended master? All power in heaven and earth is given to the ascended masters. Mm. You know, and how can we be given that power if we don't have that devotion, that humility, and that love where it becomes so important to us? Mother Teresa, she had nothing else in her world. I, one story I love about her, they were at a particular uh, time and they had a financial crisis. And, you know, she was not interested in financial crisis, but something, they couldn't do this, do that. They were out of money. And she thought for a minute, she says, oh, wait a minute. She went over and she, in this drawer, she found this old check that she'd never, they'd never cashed for like $60,000 or something. <laughs> oh, here it is, what we need, you know. Oh so it's, it's, you know, we can fret and worry and, you know, you have to plan and be organized and so on and so forth. But at a certain point, there's a freedom in letting God work through you. You do your part and God will do his. And what a freedom that is to be an instrument of God and not always having to be, you know, am I doing this right? Am I doing that right? How's my vibration? <laughs> but you're out and doing and giving and serving. And people are different because you were in their lives that day. Indeed. Well, yes, I think she intimated too that freedom is a state of doing as well as a state of being. And we'll hear more about that after we take a short break. So please stay with us.
Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And thank you for staying with us. We are listening to The Open Door, the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse. And today we are in part nine of our Enlightenment Masterclass series based on the Corona Class lessons. And today's title is A Time for Doing. Now, ultimately, we all want God's will and God's loving plan to manifest in our lives. And the fullness of creation is ours for the asking. Here's more. America's path of initiation must be defended in her government, in Congress, in the states, in the cities. We must realize just how important representative government is and what it really means. That every Christed one on the path of discipleship reaches the place where he has a light which is equal to the word and authority to represent others. And these are the people who ought to be running for office and who ought to be planning the party platforms that the people, the lower self in the chart, may rally around. America needs Christed, anointed leaders, and we are determined by the violet flame to uncover those tremendous jewels and diamonds that we have in our people of every age. Every age group has those special people who, if given support and training, have the capacity to restore a golden age consciousness on this continent. 
It is an imminent reality. And we are so grateful that we understand the violet flame that can make it happen. Oh, how glorious it will be when every blot and stain can be removed, cause, effect, record, and memory from the minds and hearts of men. What a holy communion there will be on the day the last child of earth accepts the fullness of his own mighty I am presence. It will be a great day indeed. I urge you, dear ones, that you accept the idea of this possibility and be not affrighted by present appearances. The jagged rocks you behold on the steepest climb, whose towering minarets are beheld at close range only by the wild animals and yourselves, are but sentinels of accomplishment guarding the path once you have attained the summit preceding your ascension. I am confident that every sincere child of light will rejoice in the idea of removing and transmuting every galling memory from the realm of contact, and will likewise welcome the fullness of God's loving plan manifest in their lives. My precious ones, how often humanity find their delights have turned to ashes and the pleasures they have sought in the ignorance of the world likewise have been most disappointing. How can warfare and vanity compare with the lovely plans of God for his creation? There is no need to struggle, blessed ones. The fullness of creation is yours for the asking. Ask and ye shall receive was my declaration to my disciples, and it remains as eternal truth to the present. If you do not receive answers to your calls or do not appear to be making progress, do not challenge the law by doubt, but rather seek to find the error in your use thereof. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness his right use of the law, and all things shall be added unto you. This admonition contains the formula of man's eternal covenant with his maker. It is your first test question on your self-examination checklist if your current results are not all you expect them to be. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, the consciousness of God and his righteousness, his right application, his right use of the law in your life on earth. And all these things that you need and require to fulfill your dharma and your karma will be added unto you. This is the formula of a covenant or contract with your maker. God has signed a contract with you and he has said, if you seek me first, my consciousness and the application of my law, I will add unto you day by day all these things that you need to be happy, healthy, centered in the wholeness of God, fulfilling your inner blueprint, joyous with one another, balancing karma, delivering the dharma, the duty of your life as well as the teaching. The Dharma conceives of the teaching of the Buddha, which itself is the duty of life. There is the formula, 
and therefore if your current results are not all you expect them to be, start at the beginning of the formula. Start at the beginning and seek the God consciousness of your I am presence. Seek right action, the whole list of the Buddha, right use of the law, and then say, I have met my half of this contract God. Now fill the vacuum of my life. Bring to me those things that I must have to do your work. And it will be so. And it will be so. And it will be so. Isn't it so interesting that if you're not getting the results you want, ask better questions, make better prayers. <laughs> yeah, and of course, everything, if you always ask according to God's will, the timing may not be exactly right for you. You know, I've shared this story, I'm sure, in the past where, you know, I did want to get married, but I never seemed to find the right person. And I never encountered my wife until I put God first. And once I did that, it wasn't the reason I put God first, but, you know, <laughs> things followed after. Sure, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's an understanding, you know, that if you don't get instantaneous action to your prayers, it could be a timing issue. It could be there's something greater out there. You just don't know what it is. And I think we have to trust that. And I remember the master said, one of the masters said once, you know, don't give ultimatums to God. <laughs> In other words, God, if you don't answer this prayer by next Thursday, then I'm not going to be friends with you, you know. <laughs> I mean, because when you do that, it forces a non-answer. Sure. So let's not give ultimatums to God, but it's legitimate to say, God, I've been praying this for a long time, <laughs> and I don't seem to be getting an answer. What What am I missing? What do I need to learn exactly. from this? Well, and then the admonition was, seek ye first the kingdom of God, which is God's consciousness. Yeah. And the corollary on that is right action. Yeah. I, you know, I just find it fascinating that it can come down to such simple concepts. There's nothing complicated about this. And one of the things that I think makes me feel joyful on this path is that everyone I'm reminded how utterly simple it truly is. Mm -hmm. Here we are, seek ye the kingdom of God, God's consciousness. Yeah, what's, what's confusing about that, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, we all come to the teachings, you know, someone with the attitude what's in it for me and, yeah. and that's that's okay i mean because we're trying to learn to grow spiritually and that's that's very legitimate enlightened self-interest but at a certain point you know god knows your needs and so trusting that he will provide for those not that you don't do your part obviously but again don't let your personal needs dominate your relationship with God, because I think that happens. You know, we're so used to, okay, God, here's my checklist for today. Yeah, you know? right. I know. And I've you know, noted that this one hasn't been acted on yet <laughs> and so forth. But there's nothing wrong with bringing things to the attention of God and asking energy to it. But you know what? Let's not conditionalize our relationship with God. You know, God, I can't love you unless you answer my prayers. Yeah. Where does that go? And no one would ever say that in our way, but, you know, there's a little bit of that in us. You know, God, what's, you know, look, I mean, I, a very difficult time in life, I would quote God's scripture, you know, about how he's not going to abandon us or leave <laughs> us, you know. And I'm, I'm not sure that was the right thing to do, but I felt the need to do it. And, and so, but the, ultimately, we do trust God. And, and even though it seems like, you know, nothing is happening, you know, God is very involved for the sincere student on the path who comes in humility and devotion to God. Things are happening. They may not manifest on the outer right away, but they have to come into fruition, get to the physical. Indeed. So have no doubt that things are going on um, when you do your work, your prayers, and your decrees, and so forth. And remember, too, that God said, command ye me. Yes. You know, he's, he tells us we have the right to command him, as, as uh, Mrs. Prophet said, Lord, I've done my, I've met my half of the bargain. Now, please, yeah, where's I'll the other half? Fill the vacuum in my life. You know? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's really. I, 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 I think it's remarkable. There is that 
it runs counter to what we think of. I mean, I think that a lot of people would say that's pride. You can't really command God. I mean, that's just so prideful. That's just so wrong. And God is saying, you know, wait a minute. It's not about pride. It's about letting go of your ego. It's letting go of yourself, commanding God at the highest level so that it, what it can come into fruition. And, and so righteousness is the right use of God's energy. Righteousness. And so we're expected to take dominion over the earth. We can't just meditate all the time and sit around waiting for God to do things. God expects us to do things, and he has given us his energy to use to help those things manifest. We always call according to God's holy will and use the energy rightfully. But we've got to get up and do things. We can't wait for others to do it. If George Washington had said, you know, I like it here at Mount Vernon. I got a good thing going here, and I'm going to stay here. You know, So leave me alone. Yeah, if he'd said that, we'd have no America. And even the the vibration of America that Mrs. Prophet talked about is a reflection of the founding fathers and their willingness to get up and do it including fight a war if it was necessary, to establish that freedom. And I often wondered, why did it take a war to get freedom? And the, the forces that oppose the light on this planet are so great that it had to come to that. And somebody, some group of people had to come forward and said, I will do it. I will stand. I will take the stand. Mm-hmm. It's a plane of action. And when you do that in God's name, asking for the will of God always, and humility realizing God is the doer, not, I'm going to come save this planet for you, God. <laughs> You know, oh, that's, good. that's not the right vibration, obviously. <laughs> Can't be pride, but God needs us in the plane of action. You know, God does not appear to people, mostly, I would say. <laughs> they need you to go and be that instrument of God to them. And maybe it's, due, uh, it's a kindness. It's a word of kindness. It's encouragement for people. It doesn't always have to be preaching and converting them. It's the manifestation of the Christ to their souls. And how many people... You know, sometimes we don't even understand when we do something kind, the impact it has. Oh, my gosh. You know, we don't think of it, but I can, I know from my own experience, I'm sure you have too, where some act of kindness that you don't even think about has a profound impact on a soul. Indeed. Wow. You know, I mean, that's a beautiful point. And I want to go back to another one that you made a moment ago. Uh, In fact, mentioned it twice, and that's God's will. And asking that our prayers, our, our desires be accordingly, I mean, that they are aligned with God's will and how important that is. Would you expand on that just a little bit? Because think that when we're making prayers, we're making calls, we're, we're, we're trying to receive something from God by grace or mercy, that we want to adjust it to the will of God for a very important reason. Well, for instance, you may be praying for somebody and God says, no, I want this person to go through this experience. Yeah. They need to learn from the karma that they made, why this is wrong. They need to experience the sickness for a season to balance that karma. So, you know, you have to always allow God to do that because God is far more concerned about our souls than our outer well-being. And he's concerned about our well-being, but What's going to get us closer to God? What's going to get us home to God? What is going to take to balance the karma? Don't pray to take people's initiations from them. Pray they would have the strength to pass those initiations. Well, by aligning it with God's will, we avoid certain karma, don't we? Well, absolutely. You know, we may think we know what's God's will, but sometimes we don't. (laughs) Every now and then. There's a dear master, beloved El Moria. You know, he's got a decree. I am God's will manifest everywhere. I am God's will perfect beyond compare and that's a beautiful one to do well I think we're just about ready to take another break here our final segment coming up soon so I'm so glad you're here I mean this one of the things that I don't think I say often enough perhaps we don't either is to express our gratitude for all of you listening to this program who are part of this mandala of of energy of God's will of God's light and illumination people out there who are doing this is a this is you're making a statement for doing 
what the teachings would command us to do, which is to to put on the Christhood in any way we can, as much as we can, maybe not as fast as we can, but certainly with as much focus and attention as we possibly can. So thank you for being here and being part of this. We'll be back in a moment for our final segment. Please stay with us. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the home of the top light coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thank you for staying with us. You are listening to The Open Door, and today we're talking about a time for doing. Now, one of the things we spoke of in the last segment had to do with prayer and aligning our prayers with God's will and perhaps understanding that our expectation for how their prayer will unfold is not necessarily going to be the way we want it to be, but rather in God's time and in God's manner. It does involve a certain level of sacrifice, or excuse me, of surrender. Well, sacrifice too. But we have a right, and God has encouraged us to petition him for ourselves, our families, for our nation, for the planet. And, of course, because we do that, God is allowed to intercede. The angels are allowed to intercede in our lives when we ask them to. And so that's a tremendous dispensation, and it doesn't necessarily happen if we don't ask for it. But as we do this, we do have to have a certain level of faith and trust, that it will unfold in accordance with God's will. In other words, we may have our eyes on a certain goal, but our divine plan says, no, you have to do this and balance this karma before you can do that. Well, we can't know that in advance. But when we trust in the will of God, we'll trust and affirm that God is leading us and guiding us. And this is why uh, prayer and understanding of prayer and how it works is so crucial for people and understanding the unfoldment of God's will. When you set your foot on the spiritual path and you take a stand, I want God's will and not my will, mm-hmm. then things are going to be different. It allows God to bring you the highest manifestation of his will, not what you think it should be. And some people might, well, I don't know about this. What's God <laughs> going to ask me to do, you know, that I'm not, not comfortable with? <laughs> well, try trusting God mm-hmm. and know that if you love God, he won't bring anything to you that's not his will. God either allows things in your life or um, sends them, so to speak. Yeah. You know, So don't oh, yeah. blame God for your karma or your situations, but plead and ask for God for wisdom, for enlightenment, for understanding. 
and wisdom. That you know, what, Show me how I can have the wisdom to know what the right decision here is. Yeah. And do something every day for God. In, the, in another part of this lecture I was reading, um, Mrs. Prophet talks about doing things with excellence. And she talked about making a custard pudding. And I don't know how many people eat custard these days, but we can apply it to anything else. I'll try anything. Yeah, you know, do it, learn the recipe, learn how to cook it, do it right. But but do it with great integrity and with great love and great, as close to perfection as you get. And it's an offering to God, to other people, to the soul of others. Yeah. Doing things right. I mean, I have a confession to make. When I clean up the garage, I have to get my wife and daughter to come look at it. Because I take such pleasure in really cleaning it up, you know, and pointing out all the extra things I did. You know, it's kind of funny in a way, yeah. but it's that joy of doing things right, that joy of excellence. Oh, yeah. It can be anything you do. And so as you're going through life and the day-to-day things, we've got challenges, problems, issues we put before God. Don't let the day get away from you. You don't do something excellent for God or for others as an offering, as a manifestation of that light that is in your heart, no matter what you're out of problems. Indeed. Yeah, what is it? Uh, anything worth doing is worth doing well. And yeah. so every every action of yours through through the course of life, I can, I'm picturing that. Okay, come come see my garage. <laughs> well, it's, it's not a human pride. It's a it's the joy you wanted to share the joy the that joy you of, felt of doing yeah of doing it and trying to do it to the best of your ability. Yeah. Well, and plus you don't feel so good about taking shortcuts. You know, if you don't have time to do it right the first time. When are you going to find time to do it over? Right. You know? That's right. I want to read a, just a brief section from the lecture we heard just a few minutes ago. It said, if you do not receive answers to your calls or do not appear to be making progress, do not challenge the law by doubt. Oh, boy. Don't doubt it. Poor me. Oh, this I'm not praying happening. every day and God doesn't seem to hear me. I don't know what's going on. I must be a terrible person. You forgot all about da, me. Da, 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 da. You know, I've, I've got a friend that has just moved from one house to another, and she has had a list of all these things that she was asking and praying for and commanding for and one thing and another. And so she has looked back on on all of these lists, and every single one of them has gotten checked off. But it got checked off in El Moria's time or God's time or however you want <laughs> and, to see it. I can it. give an example, and I, I've shared parts of this story before I know, when I was out of work a number of years ago, and I was putting every ounce of my decrees into finding a job, you know, and doing that and so forth. And I, I did so many novenas, which, of course, is doing multiple decrees mm-hmm. day after day. And ultimately, God used that energy to show me something about uh, in, something in my past that I needed to work on in my psychology. So, in other words, I wanted a job, but because I said, according to God's will, God says, well, let's not worry about the job right now. This is what you really need to work on. And ultimately, I did get a job, obviously. Mm -hmm. But you see what I mean, why the difference is? And yet, if God has said to look, I can give you a real deep insight into your psychology and something you're doing in your child work, or I can give you a job. Well, let me think about that, God. You know, I mean, that's how we are. And so by allowing the unfoldment of God's will, even though it may seem uncomfortable or not fast enough for you or not you know it, it's it's protection and it's freedom and it's security in god i mean is what what a peace comes about you invoking yeah. the will of god i mean if you're in alignment with god's will all is well with That's your right. soul and with the planet yeah. You know, and occasionally it's helpful to have an example of kind of how to navigate. We've got the greatest navigators in the universe. We have the Ascended Masters. <laughs> they've been where we are. They know what we're going through. They, every Everything that we've experienced, they've experienced. They know what it's like. They crossed this ocean, didn't they? They did. And I think that if we remember that they probably made the same kinds of prayers, same kind of calls, had the same kind of problems that we do, we might feel a little bit better. 
We're not alone. You know, I think one of the things that the masters at some point learned, and it's taken me a long time, but I'm really striving to understand it. It's not about me. You know, it's about God. Amen. And it's about God and others. And, you know, to making that such an integral part of who you are. You know, it's like a Mother Teresa. It was never about her, ever. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. about the needs of God and other people. And if we can become more of that, it's less about me and more about God and others, and God and me. And for everything I do right, all glory to God. For everything I do wrong, I'm accountable. Yeah, and, and recognizing the Christ in the Christ in others, you know. See the Christ, be the Christ. Being able to say to yourself, either inwardly or to them, I salute the Christ in you, you know. And that's Te- challenging sometimes, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> and teaching people that they have a Christ self. See, that's one of the keys, you know, to this whole path. Well, I think that uh, Mrs. Prophet made the point of saying that the, that higher self is just right above that person. <laughs> yes. Whoever it is you're speaking with or having trouble with or having some challenges with. Their Christ self is it's close to them as yours is to you. Yeah. And and don't forget Saul. I mean, he was vehemently anti-Christian. Yeah. Okay. And with a flip of the switch, so to speak, and Jesus appeared to him, he suddenly became one of the greatest disciples and shaped Christianity for 2,000 years. So the fact that someone may not like you initially or saying things you don't agree with doesn't mean they aren't, don't have a Christ self or a mighty I am presence. And of course, you don't give in to negativity or wrong things. But holding, Mother Mary talks about holding the immaculate concept for people, their higher self, their higher glory. You know, one of the principles uh, that seems to come out again and again is that what we see in others, we strengthen in ourselves. So when we have a tendency to criticize somebody else for something or judge them or even condemn them, if instead of doing that, we look inside and say, okay, what part of me does that reflect? part of me am I projecting onto that other person and then it becomes a great opportunity to learn yeah <laughs> learning and doing learning but, and, and, and you know as you're doing you learn because <laughs> you, right. what do you learn from your mistakes of course don't yeah. you and you know jumping in sometimes and oh boy I wish I'd done this differently but you know what you learn something and you're growing by giving and working and doing you will transcend yourself as you do it in God and according to his will. And we, and we try to graduate from the pain is the price of wisdom club. <laughs> After a while, we just know it hurts when you drop the bowling ball on your foot. <laughs> this been great so some of us keep going back to the bowling ball, don't we? Well, we've had, yeah, we do. unfortunately, we, we've got some pretty deep grooves in our habit forms. But you do prog- make progress. I'll just, I know we're in time, but I remember one master said once, they measure our progress not day to day, but year to year. Ooh. Good news for a lot of us. <laughs> yeah. Sigh of relief felt around the room. <laughs> <laughs> this was a good show, a time for doing, you know. Time for doing. Well, it is always a time for doing. And it's, you know, since the, the very beginning, it's also always a time for study. We can we always learn more and we can always do more. But anyway, thank you for staying with us for the show, for listening to us. And Terry, how can they get in touch with us? We are at webradio at tsl.org. That's where we're at? webradio at tlcell.org. Yeah, we want to hear from you. Yeah, and again, as we said before, and we'll say it again, we are so grateful for your presence here with us. You're part of this mandala. You're part of this energy field. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We are grateful. So in the meantime, though the upward path may sometimes be difficult, the rewards are Are out out of of this this world. world. Thanks, everyone. God bless you. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.